mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Don't Blame Me. I am Megan, joined by my fantastic co-host, Melissa. Hi. Thank you so much for joining me today. <laughs> you know, um, it was a hard decision, but I'm here. Uh, I'm ready to give some advice. And um, I am hoping that you and I can forge a bond 
like Olive Garden says, when you're when here, you're, here, you're your family. family. <laughs> the food that I ordered during our break. It's not Olive Garden. Oh, God. I was like, I'm sorry. Similar. <laughs> Buca de Beppo? <laughs> What'd you order? Everything. Every time I think of Buca de Beppo, you don't watch Real Housewives of Beverly Hills or any of the housewives. But Dorit, her big project last season is she's like, I am re i'm design i'm a designer now and like she knows the, the person that owns buca de beppo and she like designs the back room at this place and she like treats it like it's a big deal and it looks so tacky and it's so bad That's and so that was funny. like her whole storyline for the whole season and it's like this is boring as shit i will say though I fucking stand a Buca de Beppo moment. I've never oh. been to one. I actually never heard of it until. <laughs> First of all, the name Buca de Beppo. That I is know. the funniest. It's so <laughs> fun to say. It's so funny. But that was like once we got older, like that was like um, where like, you know, rich kids would go for like birthday dinners. So it'd be like you maybe you'd go to the melting pot and then it was like, no, no, no. And then you would go to uh, like Ruth's Chris, like the fancy steakhouse. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm familiar with the Ruth's Chris. We have those in Arkansas mm -hmm. as well. And Buca de Beppo. And I was Mm -hmm. like, fuck, I love having rich friends. Like this is a good fucking time. Mm. I love it. Yeah. They're not like a chain in Arkansas. I don't think there's that many of them in general. There's one like close by here, but like, yeah, I mean, that's not the like... one that Dorit redid. <laughs> oh, that's funny. I don't think they're like considered like, like, I think they're, I don't know. I don't think they're considered like the night, like the best Italian, like Michelin star. Yeah. But... That's the thing is she was treating it like that. And then everyone was like, man, <laughs> I think it's just no. expensive. I think that's what it is. Yeah. I guess I should give a rundown about what this podcast is. Mm-hmm. If you're a brand new. Buku de Beppo fan podcast. <laughs> Imagine. <laughs> it's we just we go over just like different right with PF every, every episode we review one item from the menu. Oh my god. Can you imagine if we did a cheesecake factory one? That podcast would for coming. years. Ma'am, that's what's coming to my door. <laughs> What'd you order? What'd you order? I Chicken ordered Madeira. Some- I did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and then they have um, some like honey something or whatever, some other chicken that's mm-hmm. like honey. It's new. It said it was a new item. So nice. So, yes. Um, one thing Postmates did not have Cheesecake Factory on it, but DoorDash does. Good, good, and good. And I know good, that good. it's going to last me for a few meals. So <laughs> that's when I told you I wasn't prepared for the week. Um, I have been eating Cheesecake Factory all week. Um, but the burrito at this point, like, I've been eating it for, like, five days. And it's a breakfast burrito. And I'm it, there's still, like, maybe two portions left. And I'm not going to finish it because it's, like, old now. And you're probably sick of it, too. I, no, it's delicious. I could keep eating it. But, like, you know, you're not supposed to eat, like, cooked food after five days. Yeah, that's, that, that is true. Yeah, so... I could That's keep so eating funny. it. It's delicious, but there's so like I've trans I've put it in because it came in a tray. If you're looking at me, it was or watching, but I would say it about a foot long is how long this breakfast burrito was. And then every day I just cut a little piece off and then put it into a new another container because <laughs> it was getting smaller. But there's still like a full 
like regular size container that's sitting in my refrigerator right now. And I was like, should I risk it? No, I shouldn't. Maybe this is your new TikTok content because like between this and like you figuring out that you can order like catering family platters of tender greens, like you've really solved like, hey, do you live alone? Do you not want to cook? But do you want to eat some good food? Let me teach you my ways. That's impressive. But now I'm going back to my meal delivery service. So that's the end of that. Maybe it's an indicator that normalcy is coming. It is. It is. Pre-pandemic. And I would like to fit into some of my jeans again. <laughs> I would like to grow an ass. That's what I need to do. Well, I gave you. I, I, that's, I will be doing that workout plan. So mine's going to be sitting on the, on my back. That's how I like to spend my quarantine. <laughs> on the back. <laughs> well, I well, was because and no one was on top of me, so... <laughs> Hey, you could have gotten fucked by a ghost. <laughs> I, I guess you weren't trying hard enough. <laughs> you know that I would love that. I would love nothing more this than that. This is where we differ. I would love so to be much. fucked by a ghost, an alien, anyth- anything. I'd that's rather out have of sex the, with an alien than a ghost. Anything that's out of the ordinary, I want it to happen. Well, everyone. What a segue. Let me explain <laughs> what this podcast is. Um, we are Don't Blame Me. We're an advice podcast. You call in, you leave us voicemails, and you tell us what's going on in your life that you need some help and advice with. And then we deliver our patented, <laughs> copyrighted, <laughs> trademarked, amazing advice. So if you want to call in for an upcoming episode, leave us a voicemail at 310 And international listeners, you can send us an audio message at meganpodcast at gmail.com. What are our requirements? What do we tell people to do? Our requirements are to make sure it's three minutes or less. And the way that you do that is that you write it down. You practice it. Make sure, maybe start with some bullet points to make sure that you have uh, everyone's ages in there, their pronouns. Um, If it's a relationship, how long you've been in the relationship, um, all the pertinent information that's going to help us give you the most vital and useful advice possible um also if you're in a car please be parked have the windows up and uh not driving well i guess if you're parked you're not driving but those are requirements could ghost ride the whip uh oh, please the car's not parked then then it's not just yeah it's a neutral yeah I love us breaking down the semantics of ghost. <laughs> A Another podcast. <laughs> I die. Should we start the? No, I'm not going to say should. We're going to start this episode with an update call with somebody um, giving us exactly that. An update. An update. <laughs> <laughs> this Am is I from, tired or like I hungry? I think, I think we're a little bit of both. My food now has been officially delivered. I just got a picture of it sitting on my doorstep. Um, but this is from season seven, episode six. Um, okay, so I was the caller about my friend going to college with me and like wanting to go to the same school as me. So I was basically calling because she told me that she only really wanted to go so we could like do things together and like wanted a room together and all that stuff. So what ended up happening was, so I called in, I think around like December and you have to decide by May 1st. So I kind of waited a bit to talk to her just cause I'm like, not like 
it's not like I'm scared of confrontation. I just love to like put things off, I guess. <laughs> so basically on the phone, like before I called, she told me when she told me that she got into the school, she like straight up said like, I will go if you go. Like, I thought I was like making things up, but then I remembered that she actually said that. And then she ended up actually visiting the school and like texting me. She was like, oh my God, I love it so much. Like, I'm definitely going to go here, all of that. So it's like made yes. me feel a lot better because that meant like she actually liked the school. So I still didn't necessarily really want to like room with her. So what I did was, maybe this is bad, but <laughs> I joined like the Facebook group and like kind of was talking to some people and like people were asking about rooming together. So the next time she brought it up, I was like, oh, like I was actually talking to some people in the group and like someone asked to room with me. And like the more that I thought about it, I realized that like for our friendship, I don't know if it would be best. I said, Megan, I think you said to say like to preserve our friendship. Mm -hmm. And she took it actually like pretty well and was like, yeah, like totally that makes sense. And this was like also like, pretty soon to committing. And she told me like, yeah, I'm still like 99% sure going there. Um, and so then I, yeah, I guess a few weeks later I texted her. I was like, Oh, have you committed yet? I think I had already committed. Never get a response. Um, so then on May 1st, the day you have to, I check Instagram to see she committed to a completely different school. And the funny part is the school she committed to is a school our other friend is going to, and now they're rooming together. Oh my gosh. Oh yeah. my gosh. Oh, so she really was wanting to be your roommate. And then when you told yeah. her no, she was like, Oh, I guess I'm not going to go there. I mean, maybe I mean, we haven't spoken about it since. Like maybe there was other stuff involved, but it is just weird. Like how, the series of events. Yeah. Doesn't sound like she, that sounds like something I would have done as like, someone who like didn't want to go to college. Like that to me, I, I would have done that because I wouldn't have wanted to go to college. I would have been like, well, we just like hang out with my friend the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Or she's just really scared of college. Yeah. No, valid. Yeah, yeah no, that's totally. And I'm, yeah, maybe there was other stuff um, yeah. involved. But, but she's not the one that called you are. So I'm very happy for <laughs> <Yeah>. you. <laughs> um, you completely like got the experience that you wanted for college or you're yeah. going to get that experience. So that's yeah. awesome. I would have done the exact same thing though. Like I would have joined the Facebook group, started talking to people and yeah. like, yeah. yeah, I think that's a I good think, plan. Yeah. Good plan. Because she never even asked like, Hey, if we both go, we should be together. She just started assuming. And like, she was like, this is how we're going to decorate our dorm. And I felt so awkward because I didn't want to like shut it down, but I didn't necessarily want that either. And also, like, I don't know, maybe if it's different than the small amount of time that I went to college, but like you could request people, but you mm -hmm. didn't always like 100% like, do you like if you request someone to be a roommate, does it 100% happen? I'm not sure. I think because right now I did end up finding a roommate in the Facebook group and we requested each other, but I don't know my like housing situation yet. So I'm not exactly sure. Yeah, mine might have been too too late. To be fair, though, really glad mine turned out the way it did. <laughs> really glad who I requested. I did not live with them. But um, wow. So your other friend, do you think your other friend is like, do you think your other friend who like, do you think she's like you in this moment? Or do you think that like they're both on like the same energy level? Like we want to live together. I think because like they also were like, like very ex like, see, I'm like, I'm going to college, but there's some people like, especially if you like in like the U.S., people like go crazy with like posting with like all of their like college stuff and balloons. And it was like one of those posts with like all these balloons and like them taking pictures together. So I think it was. I think they are on the same level, but wow. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm glad I was in college before. Like Facebook came out the year I was my freshman year. So like you couldn't even post pictures at that point. So I'm glad that I was in college yeah. before <laughs> people did all that. We had all these like groups and stuff that would be like Facebook groups and then just like text message chains and like all of that stuff of like, oh, and even like fucking like Instagram accounts where it was like, oh, like where everyone senior from our high school is like going to college and all of that. And everyone's yeah. posting and it's literally everyone because like I went to like a very like I mean, a public school, but like a very good school in a very affluent community. So everyone's like Stanford, Cornell. And I'm over there. I literally responded and said, you see reject. And one other person goes, yeah, me too. And I was like, <laughs> sick. Yeah, we do, we have those at my school too. It's it's a lot. Yeah, yeah. Especially when you're just seeing everybody with like Ivy League, Ivy League, Ivy League, and I'm like, I don't even want to go to college. Like, yeah, this, this is so awkward. Oh wow. Well, I'm glad that this. It seems like this worked out super. Yeah, yeah. I like your well. plan that you had. You had yeah. a plan. Yeah, that was a perfect plan. I would have done mm-hmm. the exact same thing. And she got what she wanted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a friend to work with. Can yeah. you please update us in a year and let us know if they're still friends? They yes, I totally will. <laughs> who are who are you closer to? Are you like are you like super close with both of them? Or no, I feel like they're also like they're not like my closest friends. Like since the pandemic, we've definitely like drifted apart much, and I'm more closer to the one that wanted a room with me. But I still talk to her enough to where I can ask in like a year. Like I was thinking, oh, how are things going? <laughs> Oh, I'm so excited to hear about that. You have to give us an update. Of course. And cool. Well, congratulations. So Thank happy you. for you that this is working out in your in your favor. And mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, yeah, give us an update. And then let, let us know how their friendship goes. And then also let us know how you like college. Yeah, yeah. of course. Thank you. Of course. Right. Congratulations. Thanks for calling back. Yeah. Have Bye. a good one. You too. <laughs> Bye. Bye. We are back from the update. What a good update. Mm-hmm. I'm happy this. I'm really happy with how that worked out. I, I don't think I thought this. it would. I don't. Yeah, I, don't, I didn't think it would either. Um, I like the way that she went about it. And I just want to reiterate, as I feel like it's becoming my mantra for every episode at this point. Do not room with your friends. This gal didn't. She looked out. I guarantee those other two girls will not be friends next year. No, they're screwed. Screwed, screwed, screwed. As um, he's not just that, he's not that into you, as they say. One of my favorite things that I've taken from that movie, but it applies everywhere. You are the exception, not the rule. Or mm-hmm. you are the rule, not the exception. Never seen that, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Agreed. I mean, to be fair, that's, that's how a lot of that misinformation and shit goes down. Yeah. Well, happy to, happy to happy to hear that uh she's gonna be going to college living her best life without this friend <laughs> <laughs> oh also welcome to season eight. Oh yes 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 <laughs> all this has been a joke the reason why i've been acting so weird is because we didn't know if you would know <laughs> an inside joke it's the beginning of season eight wow <laughs> what a hiatus it's been literally no time you didn't even know we announced it the last episode so now i will hopefully forever remember that it's season eight because i never have any fucking idea what season we're on (laughs) ever 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 well shall we get into the rest of this episode hi megan and melissa i'm following notes i'm sorry this gets messy i'm 22 a gemini son and a capricorn man and my pronouns are she her my friend, we'll call her Kate, is 23, a Scorpio, and also uses she, her pronouns. 
I've been best friends with Kate since about third grade. Growing up, she had a lot of trauma happen to her, and I think it caused me to always focus on her and ignore my own problems. I'm not trying to fault or shame her at all. I feel awful for everything that's happened to her, but I think it caused me to neglect myself, and it's something I've always done until the past year or so. I never set boundaries, and I was essentially the escape route for her, and I let myself be. About three years ago, there was a collective traumatic event in my community that I don't want to dive into for anonymity, but a few months before the event, she started dating this guy who at the time was 30 with a seven-year-old son, and she was 21. Because of the event, he and his son had to move in with her and family, which included her mom, stepmom, and three siblings. From the moment I met this guy, I didn't like him. One of her first details of him was that he trolls old people on Facebook as if that was a good thing. He quickly became very emotionally manipulative and abusive. He would neglect her but get mad if she spent time with anyone else. It was very obvious that he and I didn't like each other, and he eventually singled her away from everyone, including me. Uh, I moved away from my hometown about three hours away in August of 2019. In June of 2020, she called me crying, asking for help to leave him. She asked to stay with me, and even though it broke my COVID boundaries, I did it. I picked her up, and she stayed with me and my boyfriend for a week to detox the relationship because she knew she would go back to him if he was still in the air, if she was still in the area. Um, she went back home to live with her mom, and she ended up getting back together with him a few months later. She's never directly told me. I found out through my mom telling me about it and seeing it on Facebook. In August of 2020, things started going south with my friend. My grandma got sick. My friend knew about it, and she would check in on me. And, and at one point, asked me how I was doing. I told her I was numb. She left me on bread. A few months later, she randomly deleted me on Facebook. I have social anxiety, so it's kind of my worst nightmare to see my best friend at 13 years all of a sudden not be my friend on there. I confronted her about it. She deflected, talking about how she deleted all these other people, and she was sad about seeing my face but not seeing me in real life, and that she wanted to vent without starting shit. I ignored her. I just hit a point where I couldn't have the energy to care about her drama anymore. I've been in therapy since September of 2020, and I'm doing better. I'm trying to evaluate if I miss her or just miss the friendship that once was. We're slowly talking more. We've texted a couple times. She's apologized for deleting me, but we have other issues. She wants to get coffee once we're both fully vaccinated so we can talk shit out. I'm willing to do this, but I'm not sure if I can have her in my life again if she's still with the asshole, which she is. Jesus gets under my skin, and I'm afraid of history repeating itself. I don't want to lose myself into her shit again. I'm getting better with boundaries, but it still feels raw. I know her and I have our separate issues outside of her relationship, but I and I do want to hear her out and see if we can evolve our childhood friendship into an adult one, but I don't know if I can with this guy in the picture. I'm still evaluating if this friendship is worth salvaging, but is it shitty of me to not want to if he's around? Let me know what you guys think. This is a very shitty situation, but I just want for everyone that's listening, this is how you do a call. You write <laughs> everything down. You give us all the information. She's clearly been practiced, rehearsed it. So I appreciate you for um, you get a gold star. I don't think if you are frequent listeners, you know how ma- you know how major that is. Mm-hmm. Very, very rarely do you get a gold star. And even 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 more rare than that, does Melissa right off the bat say hey this you did good usually i'm like hey that was a call that you you enjoyed no no this is you got a compliment from this is like the principal giving you (laughs) like this is the dean of your admissions grading your paper giving you an a but yeah great amount of details uh this is hard because um not only is there like a lot of ties because it's like a childhood friend but i think that and something you didn't touch on on the call which i think probably is part of the reason why you're also having a hard time is um simultaneously his involvement in her life is probably the reason why you don't want to maintain the friendship but also why you feel an obligation to is because he's like a really emotionally abusive kind of he's an emotionally abusive person and that's like really scary to 
walk out and like end a friendship with somebody when they're in that because it can feel like a sense of responsibility that like, oh, I want them. I want to be there for them. I want to be able to help them through all of that kind of stuff. But um, at the end of the day, you also have to prioritize your mental health, too. Um, this guy's like creepy fuck in general. Um, what I would do in this situation is I would kind of... I would basically just kind of prolong our inevitable friendship breakup because I think it probably is inevitable unless like it does turn out that all of this was really him. I would probably get coffee and be like, I like, yeah, I definitely still like want to be able to like talk and stuff. And like, I'm just like really working on like clear boundaries is something that I've really developed like over like the pandemic and all of that kind of stuff. And, um, full transparency, you know, your boyfriend and I like don't get along and I want you to be happy and like healthy and safe. And so I'm here to support you in whatever that aspect of it is. And, uh, I'm just going to say this and I don't mean this to be like fatalistic or anything, but if anything does happen with your relationship, like I'm never going to be, and I told you, so I'm never going to be like snarky about it. Like you can always come to me, but just as a heads up, I'm not asking you to choose between me and him. It's just like, him and I really don't get along happy to have a really separate relationship with you and friendship with you. But I, I, I need to be transparent with you that I don't, him and I don't get along and I'm okay coexisting with that. But that's something that like, not though she says she doesn't want as he's in the picture. She doesn't want to be, but not hanging out with him. Is this a kind of situation where it's like a toxic, manipulative, abusive relationship that you feel like you need to maintain some like some semblance of closeness to her to be able to be there because he made he cut out everyone else in her life or is it this person is really toxic and is in sure is also in a really toxic relationship but this person is really toxic to me and i being on the sidelines is there's no way I can do that. Cause you know what I mean? There's like, there's like a level of like, is it a kind of thing that you can tolerate to be there on the sidelines? But then if you can't, then all you do is adding, all you're doing then is adding more stress into that person's life. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah. I think this is just, this is such a hard situation because you still, you, you said you want to like preserve the, friendship because you've had it so long but you can't do it if he's still in her life and so yeah it's like the do do i isolate her but it doesn't seem that she's being isolated like i don't think she is it just it doesn't seem like he left her like like she's being left with someone else and i think like in this type of situation you have to look out for your own mental health as well and if it's not going to if this relationship this friendship is not serving you then you walk away if she feels like that it may not that that may not be i just want to be careful with what i'm saying it may not be that she feels like that she wants like she she values the relationship with him more than the relationship with you but it it does seem like she's he's she's being manipulated to be in this relationship with him. 
I was going to say, though, I think like I don't think you need to really. I think a way that you can also do this is not even necessarily like addressing your friendship with her. It's like it's having like, I, I mean, a conversation I could see it going is you guys get coffee and you talk with her and you are just like really explicit and you're like, I like love you. And you've been like one of my longest like childhood friends. And full transparency, I really don't like how your boyfriend has treated you. And I really don't like it. And it makes me really upset. And it makes me really worried. And I'm really torn because I don't want to be around him or the whole situation. But I care about you. And I want to be there for you. And yeah, I'm not making I'm not saying for you to choose or anything at all. But just know I need to take a step away. But if anything happens, you can always reach out to me like I'm always going to be here for you. Um, and then she might just peace out. But like the whole thing, if you're friends with someone who's in a toxic relationship, the only thing that you can do is just try to be there enough or have them think of you fondly enough or leave the friendship on terms where they know if things go south, they can come back. And they can they can do that. And I think at the same time, even if like that happens and you don't want her to come back and you guys just don't get along, that's that's also okay. But I think if you're feeling an obligation to maintain this friendship, that's bad for your mental health, because like for the sake of her mental health and for the sake of that, then I think it's that's when you pass it on to somebody else. That's when Mm -hmm. you talk to her parents or a sibling of hers or someone who's in her life. And you're like, I can't do this anymore. This is like. I love her, but like point blank, she hasn't been a great friend to me. And on top of it, this relationship that I hate and I'm like really wary of, of, but in good conscience, like I need to let you know all of my worries about this so you can like be on the lookout and be aware of it. But I can't, my plate is full now. Right. Which I think is like the responsible thing to do in that kind of situation. But yeah, I think this is hard because I think you are inevitably growing apart, but you feel an obligation to hold on for like the memory of who she was. And then also how much of her is influenced by this person. Like, would you like her and would you guys maintain your friendship as adults if he, she wasn't with him and like that you can kind of want to hold on to that kind of stuff as like the what ifs and possibilities. But yeah, I would also maybe just to, to let her start the coffee talk with like what she wants to like figure out, like hear her and where she's at. And then from there, you can really gauge your response back to her because maybe maybe she really like wants to get out of this relationship. And this is like the, the second round of trying to do that. Yeah. Yeah. So this is this is this is a multi-layered tough kind of thing, but mm-hmm. glad you're in therapy and um, let us know how coffee goes. Best of luck. Yeah. Hi, Megan and Melissa. I am calling because I am a 20-year-old Virgo. My pronouns are she, her. And I'm calling because my partner of over three years, he goes by um, him, he pronouns. And he is 20 years old and he is a Scorpio. Like I said, we've been together for over three years. And our communication is great. He, we're, we have a very healthy relationship. Um, but I am concerned because 
when we have sex, he doesn't really like talk dirty. He doesn't really talk at all, which I think some people are just like quiet. I don't know, but it feels like a little bit awkward towards like to me. And because I'm the type of person that if I don't like hear people talking, I get like worried. Um, and so I expressed to him that I wanted this and he was like, okay, like I'll work on it. Like, cause he, I mean, we're very good like with communication, but now I'm worried, like, how am I going to get around feeling like he's not enjoying talking or talking dirty and he's just doing it for me, which I understand like him doing it for me is like the whole point and all of that, but I don't want him to like not enjoy it. If that makes any sense. Um, yeah, so any help would be great. I love you guys so much. You guys are like the best. And thank you. I mean, here's, I think it's great that he was like receptive to all of this. But I think what you when you have these conversations, which I'm not doubting that you're doing, um, you guys seem to have like great, healthy, open communication that if you're not comfortable doing something that like, that's, that's okay. And that's allowed. And maybe for you, it's just like following up with him and being like, Hey, uh, just as a follow up, I probably, I don't know if I express this or not, but like, if you're not into that, like, that's totally okay. Like, I don't want this to be something that like you're sacrificing your comfortability, um, just because like I'm into it. And then hopefully that will like ease your nerves with that. Because I think a lot of the time with this stuff, like, yes, we should set up like clear boundaries, but like when we're having those conversations that like, it's really okay to say like, no, I'm not comfortable doing that. But also that, um, a lot of the time there's like, it's not so black and white. It's like, sure, you can be into it. Oh, I'm not into it. Um, I'm down to try it. And I, I'm not going to be into it after I try it, or I'm going to be into it after I try it or figuring that kind of stuff out. So mm-hmm. I think as long as you have healthy communication. Yeah. It's just as long as everyone's doing everything consensually um, and it, which comes to anything sexually. And that's kind of like, you know, that gal that we had to call in that her husband was thought that he would be into them like her getting um having sex with another man while he watched Mm -hmm. and then when it came up to it then he wasn't into it and they talked about it um yeah but then she thinks that she's into it so it's just like you just have to keep the communication going you have to ask him like even if it's like maybe before you're even like every time before you're having sex you can even mention it and just like make see if he's into it and if he just seems weary um and doesn't give you like an enthusiastic yes or enthusiastically going like uh talking dirty to you then you know that it's something that he's not into and you know if it's not a um hard out for you then you know just maybe listen to some dipsy yeah, put some put, you put AirPods in when you're having sex. Yep. <laughs> That's yeah. I think also like when it comes to like talking dirty too, I think it's really a g- good call to when you're asking someone to like talk to, which is I I, I can't, having sex with people who just like don't say anything. I'm like, hello, are you? Are you I want to check your pulse. Like, am I, are, you, are you still with us? <laughs> like, hello, uh, big summer blowout. Hello. Um, I think it's good to like kind of set parameters and give examples too, because like nothing worse than saying that you want to like talk dirty and like 
you think he's gonna be like oh yeah like suck my dick like i love that like i love your tits and he's like come on you fucking whore and you're like yeah Whoa. yeah there so, are like, limitations to it and also that Which like maybe might be that's what she wants is like reel me in the ass and he's like here's the thing uh, that's gonna take your, you put your penis in my butthole it's gonna take a while <laughs> like you have to be on the same page because maybe you want some like know what kind of dirty talk it is because i think that also if he's like what the fuck am i gonna say i have to come up with this whole like improv monologue like i think if you can give some like you know writing prompts give some like starting jumping off points and like what you're into versus like what you're not into and also i think you know watching porn together and like if there's something with dirt something like even listening to dipsy together like saying like this is something that i would be really into i think can also be helpful for someone who's like exploring something that their partner's into because you're not starting from scratch like you have something you have a jumping off point um but i would also say that like dirty talk is definitely um like comfortability thing that like Mm -hmm. it's it's gonna it usually will take a little bit a little while and if you're if he's not cool just like calling you like a dirty slut immediately you you can work up to it yeah (laughs) like it's like i think it's taking every every time i've had sex with a guy without a doubt will not the first time we have sex and it's like being like okay come on okay come on. whenever yeah. you're ready just letting you know just letting you know and now there's a bunch of dudes like walking around now that i'm like i did this to you <laughs> <laughs> it's time for a break okay we're gonna take a quick break and we will be right back Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Today's episode is brought to you by a sponsor we love, 310 Nutrition. 310 Nutrition is helping us, you, our listeners, 
in the new year with protein and superfood rich products with so many options and flavors for your personal preferences. They're adding new products all of the time. And I just got my, I mean, I didn't just get my package. I just got a, a, a secondary of my package. And I, as someone who needs electrolytes to function there, it's like elixir from the gods. I cannot sing their praises enough, specifically the cucumber flavor of this electrolyte mix is delicious. Like it's, it's so good. I've even like had it on like ice and been like, I'm drinking like a drink drink. Like you can throw a little straw in there and it's, it's delicious. It's so good. And I just, I love, they're filled with so many great ingredients that really help if you're like me and you like, you know, medically need some electrolytes, but also if you're working out, if you're sweating, hot summer day, you're going to an amusement park, you're on your feet for a long period of time, all of that. Um, most of us are not getting the electrolytes we need. Yeah, I drink mine specifically when I am working out. It's my beverage while I'm working out. I just take one stick of the hydrate, mix it in with my bottle of water. 16 ounces of water can provide the same amount of hydration equal to drinking two to three bottles of water if you got that hydrate in there. They also have the all-in-one shakes, which I absolutely love. I'm running low, so I got to get some more. But um, I love the chocolate bliss the vanilla cream the caramel sundae i have all three of those flavors sometimes i mix and match them sometimes i'll use it when i'm baking or i'll just drink it straight and it is they're so good they have a triplex protein blend plant-based proteins that include pea brown rice and pumpkin that makes it so delicious you can get fiber and superfood blends with more than 25 organic fibers and superfoods blended into one easy, delicious shake. And they also have three tins, four shake flavor starter kit, which lets you sample all the flavors for only $9. Right now, 310 is celebrating a new year of goals with Don't Blame Me and giving our listeners 50% off up to $100 for your first order. With so many sample packs, new products, it's really fun and super easy to put together an order, or you can start a subscription on products you know you'll use. Go to 310nutrition.com and use the code Blame Me right now for 50% off up to $100 for your first order. That's 310nutrition.com and use code Blame Me. In our live stream, our listeners are always recommending and talking about books. So we're so excited about Book of the Month because this is something that our listeners are going to love. This is a brand that I've been familiar with for a, a long time. I like love watching people talk about it. I love seeing what books people are reading and like what books they have available. And I, I, I love I love everything about it. So I'm so excited uh, for someone who like... <laughs> you know, the ease of getting into a book, a lot of it can feel like really daunting. So to have like a service where it's like, you're going to get like high quality hardcover books, which that's my preferred way to read at incredible prices, but also curated. So it's like amazing, cool, wonderful, great. This is, it's kind of like a, a straight shot into that and something that book of the month you can do over and over and over again. And one of the great things about it is the longer you are part of the program, the cheaper the books get. Book of the Month's mission is to help readers discover new books they love and promote the work of emerging authors. One of the amazing things about Book of the Month is that every aspect of Book of the Month experience is designed to be fun and special for readers. First of all, the books come in a bright blue box, which is very pretty. Me and Megan were just talking about them. There's also a fun app to pick your books and track reading progress and as well there are reading challenges and rewards 
And Book of the Month makes it really easy to decide what book to read next, which for me is like the biggest hurdle. I love when other people make choices for me, especially when they're good choices. And I'm like, cool, I can trust you. So each month, the editorial team reads through hundreds of new titles and they pick some of the best new books for you to choose from. All of the books are so good. You can't go wrong. And I mean that wholeheartedly. When we were picking like our selects for this, I was like, wait, this, I like all of them. This is hard. And I literally coordinated with Melissa and I was like, okay, so these are like my top ones. I'm assuming they will be yours. So don't pick the same one as me. So then we can swap afterwards. And that's what we did. So we got The Ministry of Time by Killian Bradley. And we also received The Return of Ellie Black by Emiko Jean. The Ministry of Time is like, people are calling it like if you're a fan of Outlander and like spy novels or time traveling books, it's quoted from Town & Country saying it's really innovative, fun storytelling. The Ministry of Time is definitely for you and listed as 45 of the must-read books for spring 2024. And then Harper's Bazaar also said part time travel romance, part spy thriller and 100% multifaceted joyride. (gasps) When I tell you that, I was like, sold. We're also excited about the return of Ellie Black. And this one is about a missing girl who returns, but that isn't the end of the story. It's only the beginning. We both like a, a, a detective book. This one is uh, 20 years since Detective Chelsea Calhoun's sister vanishes. Ever since, Chelsea has been searching for signs for closure for other missing girls. But happy endings are rare in Chelsea's line of work, which that sounds so intriguing. And I'm looking forward to reading this novel so much. Can't wait. And we're so excited to usher in this new sponsor. And we know y'all are already going to love this. Plus, we've been recommended this so many times. Mm-hmm. So I, I we, we've already got fans in you. Try the service yourself at bookofthemonth.com. And you can get your first book for $5 with code PEDALS. That is your first book, $5 at bookofthemonth.com using code PEDALS. We're back from our break and we're getting to the rest of the calls. Hi, Megan and Melissa. Love the podcast. So I have a problem. Um, I'm 18. I'm a Gemini. I'm a senior in high school and I pronounce as she, her. And my boyfriend is also 18. He's also a senior in high school and his pronouns are he, him. And he is a Sagittarius. I'm a Gemini. Basically, my boyfriend is a bad driver. Like, I don't want to call him a bad driver, but he's a bad driver. For example, yesterday he was coming to a tennis event with me because I manage the team, a team for younger kids and right in front of everyone he's trying to pull into this parking spot and he hits someone's car like so like painfully badly that it was just like was so embarrassing he hit only their tires somehow but it made such a loud noise it was in front of everyone and then he gets out and like is disputing with the person that he hit their car and then like comes over to the next seat and that's like my boyfriend and it was so embarrassing I don't even know how that happened like the parking spot wasn't tight or anything but regardless of that the next thing is that later that day, I get in the car with him, and we literally almost T-boned someone at an intersection. We're coming out of this parking lot onto this main road, and they're trying to go left, and then there's someone in that main road trying to turn left into the parking lot that they're trying to turn out of. And he just goes, not understanding that the person in the main road has the right of way, so we almost T-boned them on top of the fact that there's other cars coming, and it was so bad. Literally, as it was happening, I was just constantly I was just screaming because I thought we were going to die like genuinely it was so scary so my question is how do I tell him that he's like a bad irresponsible driver without telling him that I mean I don't know what to say 
he constantly wants to drive us around and I have my own car. So that's not even a problem. It's just that he constantly wants to drive us around. So we're not taking two cars and I can go five days being like, babe, let's take my car instead. But that only works for so long before he starts to be like, how about we take my car? And I just don't know how to tell him like why I don't want to drive with him because he is really insecure about his driving. And I just feel really bad, genuinely really really bad so any help would help i don't know how to word it how to tell him just help me thank you Bye. the first thing you need to do is you need to figure out where he took his driver's license test and you need to call them and you say you made a fucking grave mistake revoke this man's license immediately child like i i this also this actually reminds me of my brother-in-law he's been in numerous wrecks he's a terrible driver he's wrecked just in the time that him and my sister have been married i think he's totaled four cars he i've seen i've actually seen him get into two wrecks before that these weren't even the cars that had been totaled like i the fact that i have visually seen him get into car wrecks and I wasn't in the car for either one of these things. It was like one of them. One of them, we were driving to church for one of the kids where they were getting christening for something. And I was with my parents. And I think I had I had lived I lived in L.A. at that point. So I was like with my parents and him and Megan were in a different car with their kids. We're just driving to church and we're like, Marquez just got in a wreck. Like, see him, like, right, like, f- few cars in front of us. And then there was another time we were driving from Little Rock, and he was pulling out of a, um, and I, again, I was not in the car. We were just kind of caravanning, and he was pulling out of someplace and didn't look and just got T bone right oh there. So he's a terrible driver. Um, I, Honestly, like I've told him that I will never, even like when I go home, I take Ubers plus I don't have a car while I'm there. And, um, and, um, and also I just don't want to drive. And he's like, I'll drive you and I, and you can pay me instead of Uber. And I said, absolutely the fuck not. He's a terrible driver. And how I told him is that I told, tell him that he's a fucking terrible driver. <laughs> yeah there's no way around this and he's he's self-conscious about his driving because he's a terrible driver it probably took him so long to get his driver's license and they're and they just got got tired of seeing him show up and putting their own lives at risk being Mm -hmm. in the car while he was taking yes (laughs) it was me it took me a long ass time to get mine this is just like and here's the thing he needs to get better at driving and yes how do you get better at driving practicing do you know how you but you know how you practice in a parking lot mm-hmm. don't practice in places where like you have to he has to like then park his car after he hits someone and then has to be like no, reveal himself as being to, your boyfriend that's embarrassing it needs to be like the same way that i learned how to drive when i was 10 <laughs> he needs more driving lessons when i was 11 my mom used to take me to the school parking lots when they were completely 11? empty yes i can't <laughs> she'd take I me can't. to the school parking lots when they were completely empty like after school was out or on the weekend so there would be no one there and i would just like drive around the parking lot and practice parking and things like that what kind of car did your mother have that 10 year old you could reach the the pedals i'm the same height as i've been since i was 11 oh okay i haven't grown at all like i was like average height and then just stopped growing um and she's shorter than me so there's that But I was driving, first she tried to teach me on, she had the Z like stick shift 
car that I, it was a sports car that I could, I, me and her got in fights because she has no patience and I didn't understand what she was saying. I've never learned how to drive a stick shift because she has traumatized me for the rest of my life. <laughs> um, so I first tried to learn on that didn't work. And then, uh, they had a blazer and I learned to drive on that. What's a blazer? Chevy blazer. Mm, I don't know what that is. The SUV that Chevy oh, has. Okay. My ex-boyfriend tried to teach me how to drive stick in like the brand new Audi his parents bought him. And I was like, I don't even know how to drive a regular car, yeah. but you're very hot. <laughs> yeah, so you can drive. Yeah. You just have to like fucking straight up um, tell him he's a bad driver. Because mm-hmm. you're putting your life and he's putting his life and other people's lives in ri- in like serious risk every time he gets in the car like cars are a weapon yeah and like there no shade but it's like hey i think like you know like i'm not comfortable driving with you like it really stresses me out and like i'm also worried about you driving on the road like you should talk to your parents and see if you can get some more driving lessons or just practice driving more with like where it's like safer but go to school parking lots while they're Mm -hmm. empty and put uh, get some cones Cones. and he just like practices driving in between and parking in parking spots i can't believe he yelled i just can't imagine just being like a teacher or uh having Coach. like a young tennis tennis hopefuls he crashes into someone and then gets out it's loud so everybody's already looking but then he gets out and argues with them and then comes over and sits by you how embarrassing i would be like i'm sorry i don't know you no like get this man i don't i'm sorry to this man <laughs> sorry to this i don't know man. who this man is <laughs> like i would be mortified here's the thing Mats is not a good driver i am a much better driver than Mats. granted we have said in the last year he is a better driver than me because it's only because you can see yeah i can't see and he knows and here's the thing Mats is not 18 he's 30 and it has probably taken up until this year before him to like be self-proclaimed like i'm not that great you are a better driver than me so there is like a lot of like you know, straight cis male ego built into like driving cars, being the best, like I'm so good at this or whatever. But here's the thing, like you do not need to coddle that fragile male ego for this, like at all. This is like, you can die. Like anyone can. Like Yes, you can die. He can die. The people in the other car can. You can be put in a coma and then think that you killed mm-hmm. your um, ex-girlfriend and then... <laughs> I also think we need to like go back to that call and I really want to input some like witchcraft in there at some point. Like I want some magic in there. Like I feel like we need another layer to it. And it's I can either going to be like to my soap opera. Yeah, science and time travel or some magic I want. Mm-hmm. So just food for thought. But um yeah, you don't need to like this is like the epitome of like you do not protect the the fragile male ego. Like he, his fucking ego will get somebody killed. Yeah. And it's just stupid and absolutely reckless. And like, there's a lot of 18 year olds who, in general, no offense, aren't great drivers just because you don't have as much like experience driving. But that doesn't mean that you should gain experience by like constantly crashing. Also, do his, does his parents know? Does his guardians, whoever he lives with, do they know that he keeps doing this? Because like that's just a family of sucky drivers. <sighs> yeah. I th- you just have to tell them and come from it from a loving place. It's just like, I really, I don't know if you love him. I really care for you. Um, and I just want to make sure that the next time I see you, that you're in one piece and um, your driving's a little bit reckless. And 
I think that you need to practice or get some driving lessons because I fear for my life every time that I'm in the car with you. I think you're going to kill me and I don't want to die. So please let me drive us. But like also he needs to get driving lessons. Without a doubt, a hundred percent. Because this is also like this becomes a, a an adult who's bad at driving. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like I was not the bad driving and then the cockiness and ego to just keep driving like that. That's that's a recipe for disaster. I was a sh- I had a really like really tough time learning how to drive. I was really highly anxious, like really hated it. And I when I got my license, I didn't like drive anywhere for a while. Like and it was like, okay, then I built up the confidence, but like I was not electing like, oh, I'll drive. I'll drive. Like I was aware that I wasn't good, but like not knowing or knowing and committing to it. That's fucking, that's insane. Yeah. Hi, Melissa and Megan. So I am calling because I have kind of a weird, I don't know. Um, I'm 26. My pronouns are she, her, and my husband is 36. Oh, shucks. He just had his birthday. 34. Um, and his pronouns are he, him. So I was calling because our marriage is great. Love it. Everything's wonderful, whatever. Um, but we were recently having sex and then I was on top and he slapped my boob. <laughs> um, and like, <laughs> I, it, luckily the room was pitch black. So like he couldn't see me laugh, but he had never done that before. We've been together for a while now, five years. Wow, I really should know this more. Um, But yeah, so he started slapping my boob. And not like hard or anything, just like a little like, like, slap. And then, like, I don't know how to tell him, like, that was the funniest thing I've ever fucking experienced in my entire life. Um, Yeah, so is that like a thing? (laughs) Do people slap boobs now? Am I just like like you know behind the times um i guess my advice or my like question is how do i tell him that that was the funniest shit i've ever experienced without making him feel embarrassed um because i think he enjoyed it and i enjoyed it but for different reasons (laughs) um so thanks so much you guys are great and uh see you later or see you later i don't know you um talk to you later maybe sometime okay bye (laughs) I'm glad you find it. I'm glad you found it humorous because we are dying. Dying. <laughs> dying. I'm also glad we found you. Uh, see you later. Actually, I won't see you later. I don't even know you. Uh, <laughs> goodbye. I'll talk to you later. I don't Maybe. I'm uh, dead. Talk about slapstick comedy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dying. I did just text Matson and I said, have you ever slapped my boob during sex? I don't. I don't know if it's a thing, but I feel like body parts are just getting slapped or tapped or a little love thing during sex. I don't think it's not a thing. Yeah. Like, I, I right now could not definitively tell you if I've had my titty slapped. Yes or no. Like, 50-50 chance. Yeah, that's the thing. 50-50 chance. Like, I don't think I I'd mind it. I think I found it funny, and I think I would find it hot. Yeah. But... But when you talk about an isolated incident, when we're not in the middle of having sex, you know, I'm just imagining a titty slap. It's hilarious. Yeah. I mean, we were, if you're not watching the video, this was gold of us just titty slapping ourselves. Just slapping our titties. That's so funny. I do um, wonder, though, if like immediately after he did that, he was like, what did I just nah. do? Yeah. I think if it happens again, laugh in the moment. 
I don't know if you laugh. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. It depends on if, like, he thinks it's, like, hot and serious, but you think it's, like, hot and funny. And it seems like you want him to do it again. Yeah, because of the jokes. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> Oh, yeah. Or, or talking so, about dirty talk, you gotta call it out. Oh, yes, oh, slap my titty. <laughs> <laughs> I would die i would literally like pee myself slap laughing slap yeah titties. slap that titty mm -hmm. you just take your boob and you smack it you just slap him across the face while you're on top With your <laughs> you like that <clears throat> you like that <laughs> i really hope you've got big boobs too so you get that like skin mm -hmm. to skin like that feels like you know when you slap skin that's like um uh like a belly flop in the pool where yeah. it's just like <clears throat> yeah oh I think Moth must have fallen asleep because he is not responding to my he text. He hasn't responded to your text all day. I know. Even when he was awake. <laughs> like, what a... How rude. How rude. He did respond to my first TikTok I sent him this morning, which was of a guy getting drunk and then eating shit on a golf... Um, these, like, personal golf cart segue things. Yeah. Uh, how do you bring it? I think... You think you bring it up, like, now. You think, like, not in the moment. I think... I th No, I think that you should bring it... You should, like... Tell him to slap your titty while you're fucking him That's with a straight face. Yes, and then die laughing and that's be like, a lot of uh, so yeah, you're setting I him up this. for a joke. It, it's that's how you set up a punchline. That's what you call it. I mean, God, imagine though. There's when there's a punchline and there's a dick inside of you. Like that's <laughs> exactly that's why I called it slap and stick comedy. Slap stick comedy. <gasps> Did, you, did that go over your head? <laughs> no, the first part I got, the slap. Mm -hmm. the, the obvious joke I got. The second mm -hmm. was a little more nuanced. No, no, that went right, right over my head. <laughs> wow. I'm dying. I do. Part of me feels like he immediately like re regretted it after he did it. And he was like, like what was it? Did it make him come? Did he slap your titty? And then he was like, oh. <laughs> or did he slap it and then like grip your hips harder? Like, I, I just need more details. Okay. Also, I don't know why that like I really like glazed over the fact that you were on top. That's so, what like, you said. I know, but like now I'm picturing it more. <laughs> it's kind of like a baby in a mobile. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> like that's also like the like one of the least but flattering. Like, like it, but are you he, leaning over he, on that's top? That's what I was gonna say. There's so many different variations variations of being on top. So like, were you like, was he all the way flat and then kind of just like bobbed up like and a did cat? It? Yeah, or was it like was he kind of sitting up some and did it? Were you leaned over? There's just so were you leaned back because that's even more. Did he backhand it or are you fronthanded? <laughs> yeah, was this like a tennis serve or yeah. was this like a cat playing with a toy? <laughs> because I will say, if I'm leaning over and like you know, and your boobs are doing that mm -hmm. like that pulling thing. sausage, it would be, like, yeah, it would be like like a cat. If I someone think. slapped my boob there, I'd be like. Don't even look at my boobs in this angle. Like, <laughs> fuck you. But they also, look like they're melting. Also, can you imagine if she was like riding like reverse cowgirl and then he like did it from like behind her and it came across? I'd be like, <laughs> did you just see that? <laughs> what? And he's like, was that? that? He said it was, was dark. She said, she said it was dark. <laughs> and he's like, what was that? And it was a ghost, that ghost that I've been trying to fuck, and it hasn't happened yet. It just went to the wrong room, started titty slapping left and right. I'm dying. Because I think that, like, yeah, I think this is something that, like, it's not not a thing. Like, mm -hmm. I can't, I can't with conviction tell you I have not been titty slapped. 
I'm pretty sure I have been, but I don't, for some reason, the way this is going down, it just feels like a out of left field for your relationship and startling and shocking. Hmm. I we need. I literally need you to draw a diagram. The thing, I, but the thing is, like the, the fact that there's both. She's like, I think he was into it. Just that fact that, like, she thinks it's so fucking funny. <laughs> like, do you want him to do it again so you can have just like a giggle? Was it like playful sex? Also, like, how, what was the uh, like? How hard were you riding him? Because it could have been like playful. But if you're in the dark, it, that yeah. to me is not funny sex. But like, what was it like? Very intense, hard, and then he just like ah, titty slap, or was it more like a uh, uh, like a slow sensual, and then just like a like a like a what's that one instrument that's like percussion that the sim no it's not the cymbals but the like wind chimes wind chimes where you're just like like you thought it was gonna be like it was like an aggressive graze like you thought he might have been going for a grab Uh but then it was just like. Was yeah. it open fi- open fingers, what, closed yeah. fingers, mm-hmm. and only one? Call back because I feel like we're gonna have fun with this with this yeah, update. Please call back. So call back. Let's have a, a nice little fun kiki. Give us all the details <laughs> and let us know if you brought it back up. Call call us back. And you know, next time Monster and I have sex, I'll make him slap my boob, and I'll tell you, you gotta tell time. him slap my titty. <laughs> Oh, slap my titty. <laughs> slap my titty. I am dying. Dying, dying, dying. Oh, wow. Well, can't wait for you to call back. Can't wait for us to just talk about this and um, looking forward to it. Me too. Well, now it's time for Don't Blame Them. This is where um, a listener will call in with their own advice pertaining to a call that we had on a previous episode. They give their own insight. Maybe uh, they have some personal experience that we didn't have, or maybe they see it in a different light. Or maybe, just maybe, they'll be like, Megan and Melissa were so right. They're so beautiful. Everything they do is completely right. And my dad happens to own like a multiple private jets and is a bajillionaire, and we're going to give you money. Waiting for that last one to happen. That would be terrific. And this is definitely not it. Oh, God. <laughs> where are our little fuckers with, like, where are our little fuckers with billionaire parents? Yeah. Who hate them? Like, who, spiteful. We want, we want some spiteful little fuckers who hate their rich parents. Yeah. yeah. If you ever want to spend, um, if you have access to your Republican um, family's credit cards and you ever want to spend or some money. Or just, like, send us some money and we want to make a movie. Oh, we do. We want to make a lot of. We would. Yeah. We would. And but a, like, if you just want to run us thirty mil, a quick thirty mil, we really appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you. Thank, thank you, you so much. much for your consideration. Mm-hmm. So, what's this one from? <laughs> this is from season seven, episode twenty-four. Hi, Megan and Melissa. I'm calling for uh, don't blame them. Uh, you had an update on season seven, episode twenty-four of the girl who is missing who got a toy, and you mentioned. Um, well, she mentioned that. Uh, she didn't quite enjoy oral sex. It, it didn't really feel like much. And I wanted to uh, call in with some solidarity for her. Um, I also uh, don't get that much pleasure out of oral sex. Um, and through talking through my sex ther- therapist um, and my partner and um, all of these people, I've discovered that I have a, a smaller clit, um, uh, which uh, can get overstimulated. Uh, so... 
uh, what we've worked out is that uh, getting G-spot stimulators and really focusing on the G-spot stimulation, uh, which kind of hits the back of the clip, but not the the outwarded facing uh, nerves in um, the exterior part. I can still stimulate those um, uh, nerves, but uh, when we just do exterior stimulation, it just kind of goes numb and then it stops feeling like anything else. So if you are a caller still trying to figure out what um, might help you in the bedroom, um, if you want to get a G-spot simulator uh, that can be used in the front, in the back, uh, those nerves still work, um, but it might be something and it might be why um, you're kind of not feeling too much from oral sex. You're just too overwhelmed, I guess, with the with the feelings. But hope that helps. Uh, and uh, thank you guys so much. Uh, I love this podcast. Um, and have a great day. I think this is great. I also love the fact that you mentioned. I don't. I think you said sex therapist, mm-hmm. uh, which is fantastic. And um, great because I I, I love hearing um, people who like go to that kind of stuff because I think a lot of the time, like you know, specifically. Uh, people with vaginas and all of that stuff like our pleasure has been so neglected to be like talked about at all that it can Mm -hmm. feel kind of like a oh this is a me problem oh this is like a or not even necessarily me problem like oh this is just must be how it is kind of thing that I think like taking ownership back and like prioritizing like your own pleasure is like a great thing to do and yeah figuring that kind of stuff out yeah so hell yeah hell yeah and it kind of when we were on that episode of the clit talk and oh, yeah, I was just about to bring about, that up. Yeah, we were all talking about different clit sizes and different stimulations that work for work better for others. And one of the gals was talking about how, you know, even like she doesn't like penetration in her vagina. She can only get off if she gets penetrated in the ass. So, you know, different strokes for different folks. That's why they created that term. Mm hmm most specifically that is it for our episode we hope you all enjoyed if you want to call in for an upcoming one leave us a voicemail at 310-694-0976 international listeners you can send us an audio message at meganpodcast at gmail.com again write it down practice keep it under three minutes let us know your pronouns you got to be h and over and have your parents permission we are also available uh to be supported i mean emotionally you can support us anywhere but uh financially you can support us on patreon if you love the show and maybe you want the video versions or you want to tune in for our live streams we have two tiers one's only a dollar a month one is five dollars and hey if you have some extra cash to spare like 30 million you can always enter in your own specific amount that you want to donate to uh to to the to keep the show i was gonna say keep the lights on but i, I specifically have no lights on in this video so please send money. <laughs> my lights are off um your um in the wise words of hillary duff if the light is off then it isn't on the lyrics so in that one song yeah well, uh, oh yeah, follow us on socials. You can buy my book, buy my presets. Follow me on Instagram, YouTube, TikTok. She's pumping out Swifty content. And uh, what what would you like to promote? Yeah, uh, follow me on um, Instagram. Um, <laughs> I would like, if you have any male friends, I would like my um, 
ratios to be higher. So have your mouth frozen. <laughs> Why are you worried about your ratio? <laughs> I don't care. I, don't I know. thought you wanted to. I just, I just I was saw. like, I thought you were like, I don't have any, like, if you have any male friends, send me their photo so I can date, like, decide if I want to date them. Is that, that are you true. trying to use your Instagram to like pimp yourself out? Or yes. like, you just would like to have more yes, male followers? I'm also just, I have like 6% male followers. <laughs> That's probably me too. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, I feel like most of the people that follow me probably follow you too. Um, it comes good crossover. So, thank you for those that do. If you have any, do you specifically would? Are are you specifically looking for men to date who follow you? Like, would yes. you like specifically yes. men who are interested yes. in women? Yes, yes. Okay. Specifically, men so- interested in women that are above the age of 32 <laughs> years old. Okay, so if anybody has any like your old- big brothers that you um, think would be a good fit for me, just sneak onto their phone. Mm-hmm. And this is the thing, though, you're gonna have to start fucking posting more. I've started this I week. Did you, you see? Sorry. You posted you see? literally one. Fo- you posted once. Um, I posted it's a my great... mom. I posted my mom last week. So that's okay, all within Mother's Day one posts week. Do not count at all. I'm, I'm sorry. A Mother's starting. Day post is not a thirst trap. Like no guy's commenting fire and then being like, I'm you look starting. Really... Okay. Especially because I'm, gonna, I'm about to photos. start this, this booty workout too. It's going to be thirst traps left and right. Okay. I'm happy for you. Is your mom still blocked? <laughs> No, I'm fine with her. Okay. Did you see what the comment I made about for Mother's Day? Did you read the caption? I don't think I read the caption. Oh, you should oh. read the caption. I'll go read it. Oh, I'm excited. <laughs> uh, well, um, I'm, I'm 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 looking forward to seeing a bunch of random men in your comments <laughs> section. Okay, we will see you all next week. Goodbye. Don't Blame Me is a production by me, executive produced by Melissa DeMonts, edited by Katrina Henning, and music by Ryan Hunter and Giacomo Picasso. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quinn's is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Hey folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues 
your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.